and welcome to Nerd of Paradise, the podcast with a quirky take on nerd culture. I'm your host, Kate Dabinko, and you're listening to the very first episode. Nerd of Paradise is a topical podcast, so each episode will have a theme, and I couldn't think of a more fitting theme than cats for the very first episode of a podcast all about nerd culture. So stay tuned for interviews with cat artist Jenny Parks, cat cafe owner Melissa Pruitt, my brief encounter meeting the one and only Grumpy Cat, as well as a review, a top five list, and some fascinating insights from Twitter about cats. But before we get into all that, let me tell you a little bit about myself and why I felt the need to start my own podcast and what you can expect from Nerd of Paradise going forward. So, like I said, my name's Kate, and as you have probably guessed, I am a huge nerd. (laughs) I tend to gravitate towards a lot of the major fandoms, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Marvel, but just overall, I'm a really nerdy person. I'm really interested in many different topics, and my mind is very random, and really weird things interest me. But as far as podcasting, I've always been drawn to an audio format. I've always liked listening to podcasts and audiobooks and that sort of thing. But about a year ago, I got my start actually podcasting for a podcast you might have heard of called Who Wars, which is, if you're not familiar, a Star Wars and Doctor Who podcast. And that was the first time I had really done anything like that. And immediately, I just really enjoyed podcasting. And I went from submitting brief, couple-minute-long reviews for audiobooks and books and things like that to actually doing interviews with people and going on locations like to the different Comic-Cons and talking to actors and authors and anyone who would talk to me. And it just turned out to be something that not only I enjoyed, but something that I felt like I wanted to expound on. Star Wars and Doctor Who are great, but I felt like I really needed to explore some of these other things that really fascinate me or intrigue me. And I knew that with all the skills that I had learned, I would be able to do this by starting my own podcast. And so Nerd of Paradise was born. I just kind of, I was thinking of a name and I just kind of thought of, hey, Bird of Paradise is like my favorite flower. It's so cool. It's just really unique and tropical. And I thought, hey, how about Nerd of Paradise? And it just kind of went from there. I'm kind of sticking with that tropical laid back kind of vibe. And yeah. So what can you expect going forward? Well, I have lots of ideas. Let me grab my notebook and share some of them with you. So of course, this is our cat episode. And You know, I like talking about cats. Maybe there might even be a part two cat episode down the road. And, you know, I don't want to leave the dog lovers out. So I probably will do a dog episode at some point. Here's an idea of just how random and quirky my brain is. These are all different episode ideas that I have that hopefully I will get around to doing sometime. Frank Lloyd Wright, breweries, the symphony, the Old West, sports, Route 66, the Beatles, Star Trek. Did I mention Star Wars? There'll be a lot of Star Wars coming up, especially with The Force Awakens coming out. Believe me. (laughs) And, you know, I'll keep going to Comic Cons, reporting from those. Anytime I go visit a city or something like that, I'll probably do a special episode about that city. So, yeah. 
Oh, and there's robotics. I'm really excited to talk about robots. I love robots. And oh, cryonics. <laughs> I'm way more excited about cryonics than I should be. But yeah, I would really like to do an episode on that down the road. And you know, really, the sky's the limit. If something comes up and I think it's interesting, I might just do an on-the-fly episode about it right then and there. And speaking of that, in the interest of being random and, you know, the laid-back island feel to this podcast, I'm not going to have a specific date or time for when the episodes are released. So just make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and you're following us on Twitter and you'll get the most recent updates and the most recent episodes. All right, so let's get back to talking about cats. So I put together a little top five list of my favorite fictional cats. Now, I feel like top five, top ten lists, you know, that seems to be something that nerds have in common a lot of times. They like to list things and categorize them. So yeah, definitely be expecting more top five, top ten lists, whatever, from me in the future. Okay, so I'll start with number five. I want to give a shout out to the Loth Cats from Star Wars Rebels. They're just so cool. (laughs) They're so cute and adorable. You know, they aren't featured like real heavily or anything on the show or anything, but I love the Loth Cats. Okay, number four, I'm going to go ahead and give this one to Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Now, I'm not the biggest Hello Kitty fan, but you have to respect the fact that you see Hello Kitty literally everywhere. Props to that. And remember a while back when they said Hello Kitty wasn't actually a cat? I think they kind of backed off from that. What did they say? It was like a girl that was dressed up as a cat or I don't even know what that was all about. But I think Hello Kitty is a cat and is my number four choice for my favorite fictional cat. Number three, Spot, Data's cat from Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, I think they had a couple different cats playing Spot on the show, but I just loved Data's relationship with his cat, and I love that Spot inspired Data to write that beautiful poem. Okay, number two. Now, while I was doing this research, you know, as a nerd would, just doing a Google search on fictional cats, I came across one I hadn't heard of, and that was Jake, the cat from outer space. And so I was like, what? I've never heard of this, and this cat is adorable. So I looked into it, you know, and realized it's a movie from the 70s, and I figured I needed to watch it and do a review. So you'll hear that review later on in the show. But yeah, Jake the Cat from Outer Space is my number two choice. So cute. Okay, number one fictional cat, hands down for me, has to be Garfield. I love Garfield so much. I mean... He's just so relatable. He hates Mondays. He likes lasagna. You know, he kind of has that love-hate thing going on with Odie. But also another reason I really love Garfield so much is when I was a kid, I would always read, you know, the Garfield books that came out with all the comic strips in them. And at the end of the book, it had a tutorial of how to draw Garfield. And I was like, oh, I bet I could do that. And, you know, all the kids in my class are like, oh, don't even try it. It doesn't even turn out looking anything like Garfield. And I was like, no, no, I think I can do this. And so I did it and it turned out looking just like Garfield. You know, I could probably still whip out one of those Garfields right now if I wanted to. (laughs) So there you have it. 
Garfield is my number one fictional cat of all time. And that brings up an interesting point, because even in 1978, when Jim Davis created Garfield, cats were well on their way into the world of pop culture. And so our next guest, Jenny Parks, kind of continues on that legacy. You've probably seen her awesome cat artwork where she integrates, you know, all the major fandoms. She started with Doctor Who, she does Marvel, and yeah, you'll hear her talk all about it. Okay, so I'll press play on that right now. Okay, so I'm super excited to be talking to Jenny Parks. So welcome to the show, Jenny. Hey, thanks. (laughs) So you probably, you might recognize Jenny's awesome cat pop culture artwork if you look on the internet. (laughs) It's very cool. So, Jenny, did you always want to be an artist? Um, pretty, like, from pretty early on, I remember, like, r- I remember, like, writing in my diary, it's like, I really like art, I think I'd like to be an artist, <laughs> like, you know, since I was, like, you know, a little girl, but, um, yeah, I didn't really, like, decide, decide to do it um, until, like, my senior year of high school, so, um, and that was mostly inspired by my my high school art teacher who really believed in me and like really um, inspired me to uh, to like go into art. So that's kind of like how that started. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how would you describe your artistic style? Um, I mean, it's kind of like mostly realistic, I guess. Like my cats, I tend to put a lot of realism into them, but they kind of have... Um, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe what you would call it. Cause, okay. Cause I do, cause I like, I have an ink, like the, like an ink layer, which is like the outline of it. So it's like, there's an outline, but then like all the rendering is, you know, pretty realistic. So it's sort of like in between sort of like cartoony, but then like realistic rendering. Okay, cool. That makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about your start as a scientific illustrator? Sure. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't even like know that was a thing until, um, yeah, my senior year in college, actually, I went to, um, I went to art college and, um, uh, in, uh, San Francisco and Oakland, they have two campuses. Um, but my senior year, I like realized all I wanted to draw was animals. <laughs> and I was like, how can I do this? And so like I started looking it up and I was like, oh, there's this thing called scientific illustration. And um, there's a program um, which used to be in Santa, Santa Cruz in California, um, but now it's in Monterey. But at the time it was Santa Cruz. So I applied and I got in and it was it was awesome. Like I really loved it. So that's kind of how that started um, with me doing scientific illustration. So how did that evolve into then the pop culture cats? Um, it took a while. It took like quite some years um, from when I graduated from the science illustration program. Because initially I was I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to go and do um, freelance work, which is very hard to do. <laughs> um, it's like, it's very competitive. It's hard to like get yourself out there and get your name, you know, like out there. So it was... Um, quite a challenge and um I ended up having to get like uh a um a full-time job um around that time because uh 
one of my cats got sick and like I had to pay for vet bills and I was like, okay, well now I have to get a job. So I kind of got stuck um, working at a full-time job for a while, um, not doing art. I was working at a pet hospital actually. Um, so, um, so I did that for a while and then how the pop culture stuff happened was my brother actually used to have a comic book store. And so he had, he had a booth at San Diego comic-con and, um, he basically asked me like, Hey, do you want to like try to sell some of your art at, at the show? Um, cause at the time I, I, had, I was already doing, um, mostly doctor who as cats. <laughs> um, I just kind of did it for fun when I was younger and um i did like a newer version um after college and all that because i was like oh now i can actually draw like realistic cats so so i did one just for fun and my brother said hey i think this would do really well at uh, comic cons and i was like okay (laughs) yeah so i just like tried it there and it did really well so i kind of just uh, launched from there cool so this episode's all about cats so (laughs) have you always been a cat person I would say yes. My mom is like a big cat person. She has always loved cats and we've always had like at least one pet cat in the house. So um, like if you, I don't know if you can hear like the jingling in the background, but that's (laughs) my cats. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like, yeah, I've been a cat person since probably since I was born. Awesome. Uh, Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So why do you think cats are so popular on the internet? Um, I don't know. I know, like, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I just like cats, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, the whole, um, like, meme thing, I guess. And it's, like, so you can mm-hmm. put, like, funny captions to them. And it's just, like, what I've heard before is, like, somebody described it as being, like, the juxtaposition of, like, how, like, regal and, like, just so, um, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, like, they just look so sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Then you put these like funny captions to them and it makes it <laughs> funnier, you know? Yep. And I think that's why it's like tends to be funnier than dogs because like dogs are already like kind of funny and, you know. It's true. Uh, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. That's like, how I heard it. That's funny. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk more about your pop culture cats. Sure. <laughs> so like, what are your favorite fandoms? You kind of talked about Doctor Who before, mm-hmm. but um, do you want to talk about some of the other fandoms that you enjoy drawing cats? as um she's a lot um <laughs> yeah it started out as doctor who i was like a huge doctor who fan like um when i was much younger um like high school which is kind of a long time now <laughs> um uh started with doctor who um i did like um early on i did like harry potter um i only did harry so far but i i'm a huge harry potter fan so i'll probably do more um, I did like Sherlock, um, the BBC show. Uh-huh. Um, I did Sherlock and Watson and I did, um, I really loved the, the Avengers movies. So like once I did the Avengers, that kind of launched me like pretty crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like, like the Hulk one. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's the one that people like most. I think it was just like really funny and just yeah. like grumpy. <laughs> Like some kids like seem to think it's Grumpy Cat. And like, well, not oh, funny, grumpy, but <laughs> he's a Grumpy Cat. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's those. Um, I don't know. Like pretty much everything I do is stuff that I like. So yeah, it's it's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I noticed, like on Twitter, um, there was a pretty big reaction with the Gates McFadden one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think she even like tweeted it or something. Yeah. So actually, what happened with that? So I actually met her uh, in person. The first time was at I think it was like New Orleans Comic Con as a Wizard World show, and um, I didn't even know it was her at first because she had like something around her head and like sunglasses like she was trying not to be recognized <laughs> and um and she like bought like a pin from me i think it was like a katniss pin or something or a, or a postcard and i remember just being like oh how's it going bye and then like afterwards i realized that she, like there was a guy standing next to her that said like gates mcfadden on it and i was like wait was that her <laughs> so that's how i first met her and then um at uh, Denver Comic Con, I think it was like uh, last year or the year before that. Um, apparently, she like came by my table. This is when I was like away from my table, but my friend was there, and she's like, "Hey, Gates McFadden came by and like wants to talk to you." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?" So like, I went over to um, where she was doing signings, and apparently, she wanted me to do um, like a little commission for her, like of of her of um of Beverly Crusher as a cat and that was super cool like I I just did a sketch for her at the time because I didn't have any stuff to actually do like a like a well-rendered commission so I was just like okay I'll do a little sketch for you and um so I did that one and I told her you know I was planning on doing Next Generation which I have now I told her I was planning to do that and then I would let her know when it's done and all that stuff so um some time went by and then I guess I got an email from her, um, I don't think it was from her, it was like from her agent or something. And it was like, hey, we'd like to see um, the Gates McFadden cat if, if uh, you're gonna be doing that. And I was like, oh, okay, um, well, I'm just starting this now. So <laughs> I had like, like, I pretty much just finished it um, like as I was talking to them. So um, I guess she wanted, um, she wanted a copy of it for a program for like a show she was doing. She's doing like a live show. Well, not really sure it was about, but it was like, cool. yeah, it was like Crusher on Crusher or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it was like for her program. Yeah, and so um, she seemed to really love it. Like she's apparently like a, a, a cat person and she loves cats. So um, yeah, she was really nice. And uh, I let her, so I let her use the illustration and then she, um, gave me like some signed prints in return and yeah so it was a great uh, it was a great experience like I, I was I had a good time talking to her cool so yeah. did, did you do a Wesley Crusher cat I did actually <laughs> like I debated whether to do one for a while and then I was like I have to do one like <laughs> it would just be weird not to have one yeah did so. Will Wheaton respond or anything um I don't know if he's seen it or not like he hasn't um, as far as I know, he hasn't like retweeted yeah. or anything like that. But um, it'd be cool if like yeah, <laughs> you can see it. But That'd I don't be know. Awesome. Yeah. So, do you have any other interesting stories about like specific commissions fans have asked you to do? There's there was one I did for like um, God, I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> There's like a um, a comedian. I'm forgetting what his name is now. Um, it was like for his like fan page or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't him who was commissioned. It was like the 
the guy who's doing the fan page. So <laughs> I, I heard that the, the guy liked it. So <laughs> it's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. And um, I've done some interesting commissions before. That's cool. Yeah. Like I've done somebody's cat is like toothless, which was pretty fun. Aww. <laughs> How to train your dragon. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So do you have any current or future projects that you want to tell us about? Um, so, man, so I was really trying to do, um, get a winter soldier cat out because, um, I'm going to Salt Lake Comic Con this coming weekend and like Sebastian Stan's going to be there. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, I should really get a winter soldier done, but like, I just didn't have time because like, I just got back from Pittsburgh. Um, so I didn't quite have time to get him done, but. Um, I'll probably still get them done um, pretty soon because I like I got a sketch for it and everything. So, so I'm probably gonna do that one. Um, I'd really like to do um, like a, a, a furry osa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. So uh, do like a Mad Max, Mad Max one. Nice. How do you come up with the names for the cats? Does it just come to you randomly? Um. Yeah, I just try and come up with, like, the most ridiculous pun <laughs> that I can think of. Awesome. Just sometimes really hard. Like, there are some that I just can't think of any yeah. pun. And then, like, sometimes I'll just, like, let people who are, like, at my table, it's like, yeah, you just uh, come up with your own. And then they'll stand there and, like, try and come up with these ridiculous puns. It's pretty fun. That's funny. Okay, so one last question. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite internet cat? <laughs> oh. Um... I am a fan of Lil Bub. Oh, I love Lil Bub. Yeah, she's really cute. Yeah. And I, I look I just saw her in person like really briefly. because um, she was at um the um cat catcon LA. Oh, okay. You've heard of that convention? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's like a cat convention essentially. Oh man, I need to in do LA. That. Yeah, like it was a really great show. And um but Lil Bub was there. And I was just kind of walking around, and she was just, like, laying on the table, just chilling. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, well, do you want to tell people how they can find you online and all that good stuff? Yeah, so um, I have a website, which is just jennyparks.com. And um, through there, you can, like, get to my Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr. I'm, like, on, you know, all that good stuff, so. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was such a fun interview, and I'm so glad that Jenny was able to be a part of our Nerd of Paradise Episode 1 Cat Extravaganza. So thanks again, Jenny. Now, I know you guys are probably dying to hear all about my experience meeting Grumpy Cat. So without further ado, I present to you Grumpy Kate meets Grumpy Cat. All right, it's September 7th, Monday, Grumpy Monday, actually. We're here at Chase Field for our Grumpy Cat meet and greet. So we got to see Grumpy Cat throughout the first ceremonial pitch. What did you think of that, Macy? It's very interesting. It's a very strong arm. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cute. So Grumpy Cat's two owners, they were just holding her, and they put the little ball in tartar sauce's paw and then they just kind of threw it for her so it was really adorable but it was quite adorable yes everybody loves grumpy cat 
so yeah, now we get to meet her soon. I think it'll be a successful evening. Yes, indeed. It helps Monday go by a little faster. Yeah. Although it's a holiday, so it's not too bad. I guess. Yeah. Yes, we're going in. <laughs> Aww, there's Tartar Sauce. She's in a little bed. So cute. She's just totally chill. She doesn't seem too grumpy. Sleepy kitty. Aww, it's a rough life, right? Yeah, too rough. Big famous <laughs> internet cat. All these appearances and photos, autographs probably. Autographs probably. <laughs> Paw print. Yeah, okay. Graphs. <laughs> Sounds very difficult time yeah getting paid to sleep yeah cat's probably richer than me i wonder if grumpy cat hates mondays like garfield probably and i wonder if grumpy cat likes um oh do we get a sticker or something yes oh sweet <laughs> yeah she's tiny oh and there's a little tiny jersey and a little tiny baseball cap just grumpy cat size i got it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, Grumpy Cat. Okay, so what was it like meeting Grumpy Cat? He looks so soft and fuzzy. I mean, did, she... did you pet her? I didn't. I should have. I didn't either. I was afraid to. They probably would have, like, arrested us or something. Probably. But she, like, shook when I was near her and her yeah, whisker touched that. my face. Aww. So cute. So cute. I love Grumpy Cat. Me too. Yay, Grumpy Cat. Okay, so I hope you all enjoyed that riveting tale of the time I met Grumpy Cat. So I mentioned earlier how I had never heard of The Cat from Outer Space. How about you guys? Have you heard of that movie? And did you enjoy it? Well, stay tuned to hear what I thought about The Cat from Outer Space. So when I was doing some research for my list of top five favorite fictional cats for this episode... I came across one I had never heard of, despite being a huge Disney fan and cat fan, and that's Jake the Cat from Outer Space. He's just like this really cute, adorable, I think Abyssinian cat, but I looked it up and I was like, why haven't I seen this movie? And so I decided to watch it, and I actually just finished watching it, and I'm recording a live, well, almost live, reaction review for you guys. So the cat from outer space was released in 1978, starring Ronnie Shell, Ken Berry, Sandy Duncan, Harry Morgan, Roddy McDowell, and McLean Stevenson. So yeah, this, as you might have guessed from the title, it is a science fiction story, and it stars the adorable kitty cat Jake. So the premise of the movie is pretty basic. So Jake is this extraterrestrial cat, and his UFO crash lands onto Earth, and he's stuck on Earth. Kind of like E.T. Hmm. Anyway, so Jake is from this planet of cats that have the ability, when wearing the special collar, to uh, have telepathic and telekinetic abilities. I guess the collar can kind of harness these abilities and everything, and it can even work with humans, as we see in the movie. So what happens is eventually Jake befriends this scientist, Frank, who actually is very smart and he kind of 
has an inkling of the technology that they found at the crash site. And so that catches Jake's attention greatly. And they decide to team up and try to find a way to help Jake fix his UFO and make his way back home. So, you know, they go and they are able to get back on the Air Force Base. They do a diagnostic and they discover that the element that they need is gold, $120,000 of it to be exact. And so, of course, he's just like this lowly scientist and he doesn't have that kind of money. And so much gambling ensues and they're eventually able to get that money. The love interest in this movie, Liz, who is also a scientist, and her little fluffy white cat, Lucy Bell, actually get kidnapped by this evil criminal mind guy and they get taken away on this helicopter. There's this huge climactic end where Jake is using his power to fly this little broken down biplane and they save Liz and they save Lucy Bell. And instead of going back home, Jake ends up staying on Earth and becoming an American citizen. So, yeah. I thought overall it was a really enjoyable movie. And of course the cat. I mean, this cat is amazing. I just kept thinking through the whole movie, you know, since I am a cat owner, how did they train this cat? It's amazing. I tried to do a little bit of research to see if there was any interesting stories out there or anything about animal trainers for this movie. I couldn't find anything, but wow, that is really impressive. I think maybe that breed might be a little bit easier to train, I've heard. But still, it's one thing to train dogs for a movie, but I think training a cat is taking it to a whole nother level, man. These Disney classics, I need to watch more of them. I have not seen most of them. I really need to up my game on that. Um, the only thing, this movie did tend to go a little bit longer than maybe it had to. So I'm not going to give it like a full 10. Let's give it 8.5 glowing artichoke thingies out of 10. How about that? <laughs> so if you're in the mood for an adorable Disney classic movie starring a talented and cute little kitty cat, I would highly recommend The Cat from Outer Space. So are you familiar with the concept of a cat cafe? Well, listen on to hear entrepreneur Melissa Pruitt tell us all about it. Okay, so I'm really excited to be talking with Melissa Pruitt. She's a cat enthusiast and entrepreneur opening the first cat cafe in Arizona. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's start off by asking, why do you love cats? Oh, my goodness, cats. I always tell everybody it's in my blood. Um, and it's, everybody knows the story that has read about the cat cafe, but my dad was a local sheriff of a small town in Illinois, and he would always rescue all the stray and feral cats and find them all homes. And so then it kind of just led to me that I did that. But the funny part is me and my dad never met. And so when I met his wife now five years ago, she told me all about this. And I'm like, what? We are just alike and we never knew it. So it's very weird. Um, so I just say it's always been in my blood. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, I love that. So why do you think cats are so popular in pop culture and particularly the Internet? I think that cats are hilarious and they are very smart, but very funny. I think people like to watch them um, 
you know, it's, it, I think people, especially the funny videos and then the emotional videos, I think in pop culture, even dog videos are pretty prevalent right now, but just cat videos. I mean, it, they just have the funniest things and people put together the funniest, um, little videos and it's just, they're awesome. All right. So like I mentioned, you're opening the first cat cafe in Arizona, La Guitarra. Yes. So do you want to give us a brief overview about the cat cafe concept? I will. Well, first I'm going to tell you what La Guitarra means. It actually oh, yeah, definitely. crazy cat lady in Italian. <laughs> a girl that adopted a cat from me a long time ago bought me a book and it was called The Cats of Venice. And I learned what La Guitarra was from there. So I was like, I love this name. I'm taking it. I love so that. it basically is the the women and the old ladies in Italy, they go around and feed all the cats and, that are feral and homeless and, and they're called the guitarra. So awesome. anyway, the Cat Cafe started off in um, Thailand actually and they went on to Japan and they're in Japan they're on every corner. Now what's different in America than what's in Japan is that most of the cat cafes in Japan, you can't adopt the cats. The purpose there was that they have such small apartments, a lot of places won't allow you to have pets. And in Japan, cats are huge to their culture. And you can go and just hang out and pet them and just, you know, relax and de-stress from your day. And a lot of times they would go and the same cats will be there for years at a time. So now when it moved to the States, they turned it into, okay, these are going to be adoptable cats. Because we have an issue here where obviously there's tons of cats that need to be adopted. So we kind of mix the two, the, the Japanese way and then the new American way. So what you do is you just come in and there'll be about 10 to 15 adoptable cats. I'm working with the local rescue All About Animals out of Phoenix and they are a nonprofit rescue that pulls from the euthanasia list. They pull from pretty much the rough, the rough cats and dogs that nobody's going to take. Um, the ones that are about to be killed. Um, so you come in there, you can grab a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, have Wi-Fi. At La Guitarra, we're going to have um, wine, maybe a few different beers. just depends on, on that. And then if you fall in love with a cat, you can adopt them. Aww. Yeah. Awesome. So what are some tips for the best experience to have when you go to visit La Guitarra? Um, I would definitely make a reservation. So when I went to the first time I went to, and I actually went to Japan in 2008 and I did not know about cat cafes. I'm so bummed. I could have spent like 10 days going to all of them and I didn't know. So the first time I went to my first cat cafe was the one in Oakland, Cat Town, which was the first cat cafe to open in the States. And you have to make a reservation because there's so many people that want to go. So you want to make sure that you go online or call ahead, make a reservation, um, you know, just give yourself some time to relax and have fun. And I mean, I think no matter what, you're going to have a great, great time, whatever you do. Don't have any expectations and, you know, just go in and enjoy. So what can people do to help? So we are having a kickoff launch party for our Indiegogo fundraiser campaign this Saturday. So what people can do is they can go on my Facebook page, which is Facebook slash La Guitar Cat Cafe. And there'll be links on there. So they can go to there. Um, they can also just spread the word and just talk to people about it. Because the bottom line is we want to get, you know, cats adopted. And another thing that's different with um, La Guitarra that most other cat cafes won't be. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the cat daddy, Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. We are actually partnering up with Kate Benjamin, who is the, 
who writes books with Jackson. Cool. She lives in Phoenix, and she is partnering with La Guitarra Cat Cafe, which is amazing. And she is going to have all of her furniture, which is house, housepanther.com, in the cafe. So if people go in there and they're like, oh, where's this, where's this piece? Oh, nice. You can say, oh, you can order it from here, and it'll just come straight to your house. So she's going to actually design the whole entire cafe. And what we want people to come in there and do is be inspired by oh my gosh, this is a cool little thing for the cats that, you know, we want, there's going to be shelves and we're going to actually catify this place to the extreme. Sweet. And we've, I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people end up getting rid of their cats or finding homes or letting them outside because they're acting out or they're doing something, but they have to like, you have to catify, you have to like make the cats their, make it their home too. And otherwise, you know, that's going to happen. And so we want to inspire people to come in there and say, I can do this at my house. So that's going to be an awesome thing. We're so excited to be partnering with Kate. So that's That's huge. Yeah. Awesome. So when is the grand opening? So we are hoping to open by January, but obviously, um, you know, there's not an exact date. Mm -hmm. So our fundraiser is going to be going through November. And then once we get that set, we will pick a building space. We've looked at a couple and then hopefully open by January, possibly February, but hopefully January. Woohoo! Awesome. Yes. So, what other kind of events can we expect at La Guitarra once it's open? We are going to have so many events. I cannot wait. So, <laughs> um, the top ones that people are super excited about, we're going to have Meow Mosa Sundays. So, <laughs> you know, a Meow, a meow Mosa is like a Momosa, um, orange juice and champagne. Uh-huh. And then we're going to have paint with cats. Um, we're going to do yoga with cats, which is a huge thing right now. It's been all over the news. Um, we are going to be doing every Saturday morning, we're going to be getting, doing Saturday mornings with the kids. Because we're going to have wine in the cafe and because um, just having kids in the cafe is not necessarily too safe. A lot of the cafes in the States don't let kids at all in there. So what we're going to do is just on every Saturday morning, we're going to have about 10 to 15 kids can come in there. We're going to do a lesson about cats, read a book, and then do a, like a little project. And then just teach them, just kind of teach them a little bit of, you know, how to how to be around pets and how to be a good pet parent. So that's, that's had a lot of, people are really excited about that. That's awesome. And we are also um, partnering up with the Arizona Red Cross. We're going to be doing pet first aid and, you know, concentrating on the cat first aid and, and CPR. Awesome. So ah. cool. All right. So where can people go for more info? They can go to our Facebook page, which is the main page. We have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, and we have a Twitter. And then also our website is LaGuitarCatCafe.com, which there is a blog on there. I try to do a blog every week, and it's some interesting information. Like last week I did a blog on homemade cat litter because I make my own homemade cat litter out of chicken feed because it saves a lot of money and it smells better. Um, so they can, <laughs> I know I read that. That was really interesting. It's really cool. I know I, I save so much money and I'm kind of like, you know, the essential oil girl. And a lot of people are not, they don't want to mix essential oils with cats, but you know, it's, everybody has to do their own research. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they can go to the website or Facebook is really the most place where I post most of the things and they can link to the Facebook to every other, other place. So it's Facebook, La Guitar Cat Cafe. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Should we end with a love, peace, and meow? Love, peace, meow. (laughs) Okay, so... 
thanks again, Melissa. You are an awesome cat lady. And if you're ever in Scottsdale, Arizona, be sure to check out La Guitarra so you can see what this cat cafe thing is all about. We're kind of heading towards the end of the show now, but it's not over yet. We still have to hear from Twitter and I still have to close the show out. So don't press stop yet. Keep listening. So I mentioned earlier about Twitter having some really interesting insights about cats and it's true. Yeah, you know, this whole episode is a tribute to cats. I've always just been really fascinated and we've kind of explored the connection with cats and pop culture and the internet in this episode. So I figured it would be really interesting to go to Twitter, you know, which is such a internet stronghold and find out what people on Twitter had to say when I asked them why they think cats are so popular on the internet. So here's some shout outs to the people who answered that question. At Mycopedia says, cats are elves, dogs are dwarves, and elves are more popular on the internet. Very insightful. At Beatles Dom went a little punny and he said, cats are popular on the internet because they have great PR. They're always purring, you know, emphasis on the P and the R. (laughs) And then he acknowledges the pun by saying, terrible, I know, in parentheses. At Seals Team Shells says, I'm more a dog person, so this is my response to cats on the internet. Hashtag not impressed turtle. And then there was a picture of a sea turtle who is not impressed at all. At Rikantastic says, cats are free spirits and can barely be trained. Their finicky nature is reflective of the internet, so maybe that plays a role. At Shasta Ridge says, dogs will entertain on command, cats will not. Cats are dignified. We love to see cats getting caught doing something entertaining. At Mark E. Sutter says, one crowd loves cats, thinks everything they do is cute. The other crowd hates them, loves to see them fail. At Beck Hobbit says, I think it's because it's a part of their plan to take over the universe. That actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Okay, and Empire for Life says, because dogs are too lazy to blog. Probably true. (laughs) And last but not least, the DW Show says, cats are popular on the internet because a lot of people on the internet are introverted to some degree, and cats are more of an introverted person's pet than, say, a dog. So a lot of people on the internet immediately warm to cats even before they go and do something crazy in a video. And so I thought, you know, these were some pretty interesting insights from my followers on Twitter. And I actually really like Twitter. If you know anything about me, you know I like to tweet a lot. So yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter too. Follow Nerd of Paradise. That's at N O F. P pod. So this is the part of the show where in the future when I have more episodes out there, I'll probably be reading listener feedback. Hopefully I'll be getting some of that. But since this is my first episode, I thought I would take this opportunity just to thank everyone. You know, my family, my friends, especially Macy. You heard her in the Grumpy Cat piece. So thanks for going to see Grumpy Cat with me. And thanks for doing the music for the show. That's her playing the ukulele at the beginning. Very cool. Also, I mentioned Twitter earlier. Twitter really is a great community to find other people who 
like the same things as you, so shout out to all my Twitter followers. And of course, you know, the podcasting community, because there's so many talented and creative people. And so it's just such a great time to be doing something like podcasting that I love so much and to actually have support from people like you. So thanks to anyone and everyone who's been supportive to me in the past, present, or future. And I really hope you have enjoyed the first episode of Nerd of Paradise. And I hope you come back for more. Now, episode two, I'm really excited for. It's coming out in about two weeks, actually, just in time for Ada Lovelace Day. Yes, it's going to be all about Ada Lovelace. Don't know who she is? Well, then you definitely need to tune in for episode two. Oh, and speaking of Ada Lovelace Day, my brother, who's an author who's actually written about Ada Lovelace, is giving away a free Raspberry Pi. Now, in case you don't know what that is, it's this little itty-bitty credit card-sized computer. And so all you got to do is head on over to his website, micajoel.info, and sign up for it, and you are in the running. So thanks again for listening. And be sure to check out our website, nerdofparadise.net. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at hello at nerdofparadise.net. And be sure to check us out on social media. Our website has a portal to our social media accounts, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Sorry, no Facebook. Not a fan of the Facebook. So you'll have to get in touch with us on one of those platforms. So I guess this is almost the end. But before I go, I'd like to share a quote with you from one of my favorite authors about cats. It's author James Harriet who wrote the All Creatures Great and Small books. And he says, I have felt cats rubbing their faces against mine and touching my cheek with claws carefully sheathed. These things, to me, are expressions of love. So I really hope you guys have enjoyed this first episode all about cats. If you have a cat, go and hug your kitty cat. And if not, just enjoy the wonderful world of cats all around us and on the internet. That's going to do it for this episode. Goodbye for now, but until next time, embrace the weird.